It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ella Oliver. Today, we have a special guest, Stephen Powers. We are going to talk about what are the D.C. boundary stones and how does the history of the city really correspond and why is it pivotal to the Washington Wizards? Right, we're going to talk about Jordan Poole and a little bit about some passes in shots he's made lately. And finally, we're going to do a Miami Heat preview. So uh, stay tuned because it's going to get good next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Brandon Scott, with my guy, the real Ed Oliver, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for our first deposit match up to $100. And today we have special guests, longtime Wizards season ticket holder, I believe from 2014, and he is a historian who does an annual tour of the D.C. Boundary Stones, which I am now getting into, and if you want to check him out, definitely check him out at dcstones.org. So how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic. Yep. In spite of the loss last night, I'm doing really well. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to dig right into it. Uh, so briefly, can you explain uh, what are the D.C. Boundary Stones? So when uh, D.C. was first founded in the federal, the, the Residence Act of 1790, George Washington was allowed to put a 10-mile square around D.C. Through his Secretary of State, Thomas Jefferson, they hired Andrew Ellicott of An Ellicott City. He and Benjamin Bannockert came down to lay the 40 miles worth of lines that make up the diamond around the square, uh, the city. They were, oh. yep. They, they put uh, 40 boundary stones to mark that. Wow. Outstanding. So like I said, I've got into it. I'm a, actually one class away from a history degree, a bachelor's in history, man. I'm a history head. So it, I was very intrigued when I started studying into it. But um, kind of moving on, um, the boundary stones were the inspiration to the Wizards' new city edition jerseys. So looking at the Washington Wizards and the fact that they've had a, a connection to the community, if you look at a lot of the work done by John Wall, Bradley Bill, amongst other players, their connection to the community, but really their connection to the culture and history of the city. So to you, how pivotal is the Washington Wizards organization with the culture and the history of Washington, D.C.? They came here in the seven, 1974, the Capitol Bullets from, from Baltimore. Since then, that big pivotal championship series in 1979, that, that parade that people came out for, you could see that this city, this region was basketball heavy. A lot of, lot of pride in Elgin Baylor and all through some other names through there. It, it took off. 
It was the first championship since since the Redskins in the 50s. The city really embraced the bullets. Uh, and then now here we are, like you said, another 45 years, plenty of players have come in. The last couple of decades with, with Wall, Jordan, it, it's, it, it really does ignite the city and bring the region, Maryland and Virginia, into this whole culture of basketball. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, you mentioned the Bullets. Um, obviously, people forget that the Bullets used to play in Landover, which is the current home of the Commanders, you know, and the used to be the Redskins. But um, so I believe it was what, U.S. Airways Arena? So it, even before that, it was Capital Center. And most people don't realize Capital Center was built in the mid 70s. First sky boxes ever. That's where the term sky box came from, was from Capital Center. It was state of the art in the 70s, but it got old and outdated. And, and again, back to the culture and changing, coming back downtown, that was another thing that really ignited downtown and, and built up the city, a lot more pride. So, um, yeah, um, that's where I was first a season ticket holder at Cap Center um, back in the 90s. So, so yeah, it's I, I remember Landover fondly. Outstanding. So um, kind of change focus real quick. Uh, an era just ended. Bradley Bill is now a Phoenix son. Uh, we've gone through many eras. Obviously, um, I was very young. I'm in, I was born 85, so I don't quite remember, you know, West Sunset Senior, those years, you know. Um, but I mostly remember Gilbert Arenas, John Wall. So kind of looking at those eras, uh, you know, going from Agent Zero to John Wall. How do you characterize the Bradley Bill era? If you, I mean, was it successful? Was it? Uh, how do you characterize his era? Well, I look at things a little differently than most. And with with Ernie, Ernie built two rebuilds, and he built two teams that that, that everyone was pretty proud of, and 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 championship, and not champion teams, but you know would would compete for for that level of top four in the East. Um. That that turned to to of course the Wall era, and they brought Beal in. They went all in Supermax at the end, towards that end. Maybe should not have. Kept it going on a little longer. Wanted to commit to two players that were part of the community and the community embraced. Um, after the mediocrity and the injuries to both players, because, you know, Beal now, what, this is third year in a row. He's, he's experienced back problems. And John, yeah. we all, his, his legs and knees Everybody's well familiar with 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 that saga and that sad story. Um, it was time. It certainly was time. Um, leaving leaving Shepard uh, and the Ernie era, it was time for a new front office. So I think I think everybody can rejoice in looking to the twenties and beyond and try and put in the teens and, and and those two, you know, pretty good errors with wall and, and, and arenas as they're defined. Um, that, that got a lot of the younger fans a taste for winning and, 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 and haven't, you know, had to go through the, some of these long, long hardships of, of sustained mediocrity in the 18 to 40 wins instead of the 30 to 40 wins. So, so this, this is going to be uh, new for a lot of fans who have wanted it. But once you're slapped in the face with it for three years as player turnover and, and trying to get the right superstars, because let's face it, 
if you don't have a top 10 player in the NBA, you're at a disadvantage for any team. Oh, yeah. And, and those elite top 10 players, the LeBrons, the, 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 the generational defining players, yeah, man, it makes it – they've made a lot of great GMs, those type of players. <laughs> I completely agree. So I got a question for both of you real quick. Um, Gilbert Arenas on his podcast uh, recently said that he believed that his team could beat the 2017 John Wall team. So um, I'm going to start with you. Um, do you, who do you. Who wins in that matchup between – Agent Zero in the 2017 John Wall team. Um, I'm going to go right. I'll just go right to the bottom. Uh, uh, my, I, I would go with the Wall team in 2017, 15, 2017, that era. I, I thought the Paul Pierce, John Wall team with Nene and Beal, right age of blend of, of, of players. Gortat had just been brought in. I think that would have been tough for the um, for the Karan Butler, Anton Jameson, uh, Gilbert Arenas. Um, we didn't get enough of that. We had one year with that where it kind of came together, I, um, and I don't I don't know that they had the supporting cast. The the next you know number three through through eight player that could have gone uh, up against uh, the the, uh, the John Wall team. Oh yeah, what do you think? E? Who you got? It, it's a tough one, man. But I, I, I just think Gilbert, honestly, the way he could take over games at the end was just yeah. some of those shots where you saw Jordan Poole try to do a turnaround jumper, but Gilbert Arenas can do it, man. He he did it multiple times, so it would be very close, though. If it was a seven game series, I think it would be. I think it would go to seven games, um, and it would go down to the wire. But I, I just think leaning on Gilbert and Karan Tough Juice, he was <laughs> he was an all star at the time. Anton Jameson. But both teams were really good. They were a lot of fun to watch. I would give I would give the team with Gilbert just a slight edge, very small edge. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think it comes down to bench. Who has the best bench? bench and, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, and the really and didn't have a bench. Yeah, I mean, neither team were really known for their their depth. You know what I mean? So yeah, it'll be a tight one, man. I was very surprised to hear about the comments, but that you know that was so really the matchup I'm looking for is is Wall versus Renas. One's a predominant offensive guy where. Look, people forget that John Wall was a defensive guy. He was a guy who shut down people. So that was definitely would be a good matchup. So next, um, Ed is going to ask about Jordan Poole. Is it passion or is it immaturity? We're going to talk about that next. And we're going to do a heat preview for the first in-season tournament game in Miami against the Heat. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Now, what is Prize Picks, you're asking? Well, Prize Picks is actually the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, we are the easiest and most exciting way to play betting. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of betting thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can more or less pick two to six players with their stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. So looking at Miami, I'm definitely going to give Bam Adebayo an over on rebounds because obviously right now rebounding is an issue for the Wizards. So that is where I'm going with my bet. But Testing my skills on prize picks this basketball season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 for just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. That is it. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for our first deposit matchup to 
$100. Let me repeat that. Go to prospects.com slash LockedOnNBA and use promo code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked The Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to do a recap of the Wizards, hopefully their victory over the Miami Heat. So definitely tune in for that. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic to my guy, Yep, just want to ask you guys, and um, Stevie, you can go first. Uh, through the first four games of the season, what's been your impression of Jordan Poole um, so far? And what were your thoughts on the pass that he had off the glass to Kyle Kuzma yesterday? So um, those two coming into D.C. with a lot on their shoulders right now. They, they've got to be the entertainment value as well as the leaders. It's a new role for, uh, new role for Poole. He's a young man. It's the first time he's thrust into this kind of, uh, of, of a role. Um, how he takes that on, on off the court as well as on the court is going to lead to that success. Those first four games, he's not shooting well. I think there's a lot riding on um, what's going on. When they do get those opportunities to um, flash, like last night, they take advantage. They, they did it. Um, you know, doesn't help when you're down by that much. It doesn't have the sizzle, so you got to question it. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%, man. Um, but uh, to me, is you know, if you look at certain your flashy players in the league, you know, it's obviously Stephen Curry, but when you get hit, hit those shots like you can, you can do that. You know, yeah. when you're down 20, I don't want to see that. It's just, it, it really sends a bad message because, you know, a lot of people were very critical of Bradley Bill last year. You know, there was times when we were down, um, he was happy, he was joking around, and people took offense to that. Um, when you're down 20, I want to see some seriousness because, again, you you you, uh, you mentioned it. You know, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole both came in here with championship experience. So a lot of these young guys are looking at them for leadership, and they're young leaders. You know, last year, I truly believe that Kyle Kuzma was that leader. So you got to lead by example. You know, I'm an Army guy, and so, you know, I was an NCO. So you lead by example. You know, you guys look to you to be that example. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I know he's a young guy. You know, I like the energy. I like the chemistry of the team. I like them having fun. But, you know, like you said, there's a time and place for everything. So. Yeah, I was I was more upset about and this was it was a Shaq in a full moment last night as well. But I was more upset when he did the turnaround behind the back and then shot it against Porzingis and Porzingis blocked it. That was the one that that definitely um, I if I'm not upset, but I was more concerned about that play than the behind the back one actually. But um, I mean, like you said, Stephen, you brought up Brandon too. Like he he's still a young man, he's still maturing. I thought he did a lot of good things over the all season calling Bilal, texting him when Bilal got drafted. You know, he organized them to play in California over the summer. So Jordan's done a lot of good things. Uh, we've yeah. seen some ups and downs with him with the Warriors. But, yeah, he is in a new role where he's a, he's going to be a starter for the whole season instead of coming off the bench, playing next to Steph, playing next to Clay, and um, some other guys that have so much championship experience. So, yeah, it's a new role that he has to get used to where he 
is supposed to be the number one guy on the team or the number two guy on the team. So it's definitely a lot of weight on his shoulders. And I think he's certainly adjusting to it. It's a rocky start, but, you know, it's 82-game season. So I think he's going to play well. He he went crazy in that one preseason game where he had 41 points. And uh, I think we're going to get some more games like that. But it's going to be a roller coaster ride for sure. Um, and it's a learning experience for him. Yeah, I hope him. I hope he and Kyle are just don't go hot dog and try and get their shots up. I hope they try and blend in. Right. Yeah. It, it take it takes time. It it's, takes time. So it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think, I mean, and they I they got to fill up the new seats. The new seats are in there. The sections. It's, that's you know, it's all part of it because it's not just it's a, it's a business. Mm. Are your season tickets at the sections? Um, mine are behind the bench, one hundred three. Okay. Uh, um. So yeah, no, uh, I enjoy uh, sitting back there. You know, mm. watching live basketball is nothing like it. These are the greatest athletes in the world, and yeah. you know, seeing them all come in through here and and every year trying to manage different men. Like you said, in the army, you got to put people together. Everyone got to get their role and got to be a tight machine. It's tough, man, with personalities and, mm-hmm. and injuries and, 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 and contracts. So we'll yeah. see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun year though. Yeah. And it looked like he, I'm not sure if he got benched last night, but it kind of looked like he did. Cause I, I really didn't see him come back to the game. after that. So I don't know if Wes, you know, put his foot down after that. But we'll see how many minutes he gets against he gets against Miami because it's another tough team and they they could beat us by 30 points, even though they're only one and four, and we're gonna get to the preview. They definitely could beat us by 30, like Boston did for sure. So um we're gonna get a quick word in from FanDuel, and then we're gonna do a preview of the game tomorrow, the in-season tournament. But let's get to FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL or NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting apps, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If I had to make a pick tomorrow night, uh, it would be a tough one. I don't think they've released the lines yet for the uh, Wizards and Heat game. But, you know, it's hard not to take the Heat money line. But if you took a money line, I mean, you wouldn't really get much out of it. But if you want to do that, oh, so, yeah, the Wizards are nine and a half underdogs in this game. So uh, I probably would take the heat minus nine and a half at home and uh that would be minus 110 so you would break about even on that one but uh we're gonna get to the preview here uh so the miami heat are, they're actually one in four which is surprising they went to the eastern they went to the nba finals last year and we all know about heat culture um what are you guys keys to victory or, or not even just keys to victory because you know right now we're in a developing season what are some things that you're looking forward to last night is it 
I mean, tomorrow night, is it Denny playing, continuing playing well, or is it Johnny Davis seeing him get out there and, you know, make some strides or Eugene, he's been playing so well. So, uh, Stephen, what are you looking for in the game? It's a little bit all of that. How West uses these, you know, minutes for everybody and who's going to get 15 to 25 and at what points are they in the zone? You know, uh, like to see more continued effort from from uh, Denny. Don't know if Gaff's going to be back. Love to see him back. Uh, um, but you know, just that uh, the rookie bringing bringing him in just at the right times. I don't want to overwhelm him. I'm not, I'm not like others throw him in the fire and just get him burn him up. So we, we, yeah, more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely want to see Bilal out there. He's had he had a he had a good showing uh, last night. He got double digit points. And uh, how about you, Brandon? Um, I, a couple things, man. Uh, one, I want to see Hart. Um, I want to see them about their business. Really focus on not so much about having fun, but the focus on the task at hand. Um, really want to see pride and the name in the front, not the name in the back. You know what I'm saying? I want to see them kind of chorus as a unit, man. I want to see effort. That's all I want to see. Um, but I think the showcase. The, one person is i think this is a game where johnny davis has has to really showcase what he has what he can do because uh cory kispert you know is kind of 50 50 whether he's gonna be able to play because ironically him and gaffer both i believe his left ankle uh mm-hmm. injuries so you know it's kind of up in the air whether kispert plays uh gaffer is definitely needed because you know we have a lack of depth at the center position so i'm looking for johnny davis at that two guard on the second unit to really showcase because um in my opinion at all, all the young guys except for Bilal, they're all showcasing because none of them were drafted by this front office. So they have to show that they could be part of the future. And Johnny Davis, out of all of them, has to show what he can do. Because, again, how much loyalty does the front office have because they didn't draft him. So, now I want to see Johnny Davis prosper, but it's games like this where I believe he should get 15, 20 minutes and really see what he can do. And so, yeah, I'm going to showcase Johnny Davis. Yeah, so there's a lot. I, I want to see how Jordan Poole responds and how he bounces back because it, it really did look like he got benched. And this is against a tough team with Heat culture. You, you got Jimmy Butler, uh, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. Uh, so they, they got a lot of guys that, you know, played in the championship last year with, you yeah. know, that, 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 that just that experience and just that toughness. They're a team where I, I think, you know, they, they could jump out to an early lead. We jumped out to an early lead last night, but they, they just got to play with effort and heart, like you said, Brandon. Um, I do want to see Blau get some minutes. I thought yeah. he's been playing well. Johnny Davis, he could take advantage of the opportunity with Corey Kispert. He's questionable. I, personally, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Same thing with Gafford. You know, we've seen how games have gone without Gafford. We've given Gafford a hard, hard time because of his play sometimes. But when he doesn't play, you know, it's it, it just the we just don't have a lot of depth there with Gallo and Mescala. So going up against a big guy like Bam Adebayo, who's given us trouble in the past. They definitely have to really, really do their best to rebound the ball and play with physicality because the, the Heat, they're going to play with a lot of physicality. So rebound is going to be huge. Um, defending Tyler Hero because he's been on a heater. So who's going to be guarding him? I think Johnny Davis, that would be a good task for him. Johnny Davis is one of the better defenders on the team. So I think that would be a good task uh, for Johnny Davis and just not selling for three-pointers. I know West wants to get up 43 pointers but a lot of times we got to work on our shot selection. Same thing with Jordan Poole, same thing with Kyle Kuzma. And just ball movement. Ball movement is going to be huge tomorrow night. So um, just playing with effort, playing with toughness, playing like we're on the same level as the other team because the Celtics, it looked like they just didn't even – they weren't – we weren't even looking at them. We were looking up at the Celtics. That's the way that they were playing. So uh, I think they got to go – come out to a good start. 
And uh, Eugene, man, let Eugene get some minutes. Eugene comes in and he's just a fire. He's a fire starter. He's just a, 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 a <laughs> guy just full of energy. So I think he needs more minutes. I think he, he I think he's earned, you know, 15 minutes. I think he should get in before the third quarter for sure. All right. So predictions. Um, what, what are you guys predicting? What's uh, what score? Who wins? What's the score? And who's your all Wizards high score? Who, who, who leads in scoring tomorrow night? High score I'll go with Kuzma for high score. Mm-hmm. I think uh, playing in Miami, I think he's going to be up for trying trying to do something down on South Beach. So I'll go I'll go Kuzma, but uh, Miami, and they cover the spread. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kuz as well because he's he's been the most consistent. Honestly, Jordan Poole, I just haven't, you know, he's been he's been pretty in, it's only been four games, but he's been pretty inconsistent. So yeah. I'll go with Kyle Kuzma as the as the leading scorer tomorrow night as well. Uh Denny almost got it last night. He ended up with 22. He shot the ball pretty well. He looked confident. And yeah, I would go with Miami winning by more than nine as well. Especially if Gafford is out. Then Bam on a bio, he may end up with 25. <laughs> yeah, I'm and he might he might do it anyway with Gafford there. Yeah, I'm rolling with obviously Miami, but I'm gonna say Jordan Poole is a high score. I'm gonna say he dropped 27. I think he's gonna listen to us tonight. He's gonna step his game up. I think he's gonna have a good game because you know he's got too much talent to really struggle for too long. You know, you know if, if the biggest issues are a little bit of immaturity, I'm cool with that. You know, it's a rebuild, let's work on it. You know, this coaching staff's gonna coach him up, gonna get him there. He's got too much talent, so I think he's gonna show out 27 points. So. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, again, we appreciate you, Stephen, for coming on. Uh, definitely enlighten us on the boundary stones and chopping it up with us. Before we roll, is there anything you want to plug real quick? Um, I want to ask you guys, what do you think of the new uniforms? I mean, you have as uh, one of the reasons I'm on is, is these new city uniforms and their ties with the boundary stones. What, what do you two think of? I, I'll be honest, man. Uh, when they first leaked it, um, it was only the shorts and they had it, um, to where. The, the person who took the picture had us where it looks similar like the Chicago Bulls one. But when they released the uniforms, I just bought one of that. I just bought me a Jordan Poole, man, not even like three hours ago. I, I like them. I'm a big fan of them because I like how they resonate with the history of the city. You know, like I said, I didn't know too much about the Boundary Stones. Um, and I, I, I grew up, I'm from Virginia. I'm from Lowndes County, Virginia. So yeah, I'm a big history guy. I take my family out to battlefields and all that. We're always going out doing stuff. So I'm intrigued to go start looking at boundary stones now. So um, I love the concept. I, I love them. You know, that's a good question. Yeah, we all, that is a, it's a good thing you asked it because we almost didn't mention it, but yeah, I've seen a, a lot of good reviews about it. Um, some people, you know, compared it to medieval times, I could definitely see that because you know, yeah. the green and the, the colorway, which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, it's different. It's not, you know, the typical red, white, and blue that we have. So it is different. I had to get used to it. You know, anytime there's like a different jersey or colorway, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. Um, just like the cherry blossom jerseys last year. I like those too. So I think they're different. I like the colorway of the court too. I think it's a, it's a different um, scheme, which is cool. Yeah. So I, I'm intrigued by it. I like it. So um I was asked by the Wizards about two years ago. It takes two years to do a city jersey. And, oh, wow. and they wanted to do something with the city. And, of course, they, they wanted to get away from the red, white, and blue from all those district jerseys. And they had gone the cherry blossoms, which was pretty obvious. They wanted to do something of the city. So when they knew about what I did with the Boundary Stones and their own interest, 
they brought me in to help pitch it to Nike. When Nike heard it two years ago, they said nothing embodied the city theme Jersey like this. It was Maryland and Virginia giving land to create DC and creating a region. And they really were sold on selling that idea as the region. When they, when first concept, and I don't know if you got to cut me off, if we're going too long, let me know. Oh, no, no. The, <laughs> good. the colors of the stones, they, at first that was the immediate, let's make it a stone color, like the Acquire Creek, it's very distinctive stone color, it's oranges and, and whatnot, sandstone. They couldn't do that because it conflicted with the courts on, on TV and it was too much blend. So um, Nike, one of the things they wanted to do with all the city jerseys this year was incorporate more black and gray. So if you notice all the city jerseys on all the uniforms, there's a lot of black and gray on it. So they, they wanted to do that in their own design color schemes and things. When they got the prototypes and they, the wizards brought me in and, and asked me, I would look at, I looked at four or five different concept designs of things they were going to do. Nike has total creative control, but they wanted some feedback. What they did through all the images of the stones and the fences, they drew the most from those colors and they wanted to go to the patina and the oxidized iron. And they wanted to pull in the, the bronze from the, from the wizards, from the Jordan and the, from, you know, the early wizards, the bronze and the gold. Um, that's why it ended up how it ended. The red line, of course, is, is red. They wanted to incorporate red, white, and blue, and also the coat of arms, Washington's coat of arms. So that's, that's kind of where that whole concept came from. The first time I saw it, I was, I, was, uh, I was taken aback because the emphasis was so much on the abstractness of it and the boundary line itself. That's what they went after and wrapping it around the whole uniform. Nike wanted to make it a uniform, not a jersey. Because they also saw bringing like Virginia and Maryland bringing the shorts and the shirt together. So, I mean, Nike, it was kind of really interesting how they, they, they wanted to take this, this color scheme and, and the, uh, the thoughts that comes from the Pierre Lafont, uh, uh, Pierre Lafont map of the city, the original one, that's got all that, uh, it's called old English black letter font. And it's funny to hear people, you know, medieval and Dungeons and Dragons. And, but, you know, that was pretty uh, common, like, font in those days. So it is, it's interesting how they brought all those things together uh, and, and wanted to, to do this. So, so when I look at the jersey, I look at it a lot different than, than most people. Um, but, I, you know, in the end, I, I'm pretty excited about it and that they took it in a different direction with different colors and, and really added some more different fonts. It's the first font change we've had in all our city jerseys. So that's, that's kind of what I think about the jersey. I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I can't wait to see it on the, uh, out there. I can't see, wait to see some of the promotions because I've had my hand working with them on the promotions um, that, that, that are coming out. So there's a couple of those that I'm, I'm really excited about as well. Yeah, that's really cool. I watched the YouTube video where, you know, you had a lot of hair and you had a beard and 
you know, you're walking <laughs> around and you know, so because some of the stones they were behind people's houses, right? Or like in the woods. So of the of the 40 stones, there's four cornerstones, and on each 10-mile leg, one mile apart, there's a stone. 36 of the 40 are still there. And they're in they're along in DC, Maryland, they're along western, eastern, and southern Aves for the most part. Virginia, they're along King Street, and then they go up through Arlington. Um, the four that are missing are three replica stones now and a plaque. So all 40 sites are still, but they're in a cemetery, a church parking lot, the uh, water treatment center. They're down by the Potomac River. They're in national parks. They're in people's backyards. They're in people's front yards. Um, so it's, it's, it's a hodgepodge of, of where they all are. And um, each one has its own little uniqueness. I've gone uh, on a Boundary Stones and a Day Tour every year, the first Sunday in May for 18 years. And I've watched the area around the stones change. I've watched the stones change, documented a lot of that and um, put a small piece in the 230 years history of the stones. Cause there's other caretakers and, and, and each one has a story. It's really a fascinating uh, piece of our, our, our culture here because you've got stones in, Bethesda, Oxen Hill, Temple Hill, Congress Heights, uh, Chillum, um, uh, Tacoma Park, Silver Spring, Alexandria, Arlington, McLean, Falls Church. And again, the culture and tying in all of that. Uh, so, so that's why I'm really excited that uh, the, the Wizards saw fit to try and try and uh, promote uh, that part of this uh, history and culture. Uh, to to everybody. Absolutely. So, again, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, I appreciate. We definitely appreciate you coming on tonight. A lot of good information. Like I said, very very intrigued about the Boundary Stones. I would man, look, I'm gonna be there in May for that tour. I'm definitely gonna be there. So again, <laughs> appreciate your time tonight. So um, before we roll, um, like I said, uh, he mentioned already. Go to dcstones.org. Definitely get on on the tour, learn some piece of history, American history, District of Columbia history. You know, it's definitely good stuff. So, again, we appreciate you coming on tonight. Um, wherever you get your podcast, definitely give us a five-star review. Much appreciated. And like, subscribe, comment below. And definitely, we appreciate you guys. So, hail to the Wizards and peace. Everybody, have a good night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.